Hey guys, and welcome to the Money Podcast. You know, a couple of years ago, my wife gave me a t-shirt that says, I heart naps. <laughs> Every time I wear it, somebody smiles at me or they comment on it. It turns out that some people, including yours truly, have a hard time getting through the day without a brief afternoon nap. Non-nappers, like my wife, for example, are destined to go through life never knowing the fabulous feeling one gets from a midday recharge. I'm convinced the world would be a better place if we could all just carve out a little more time for relaxation. And a great place to start finding that extra time? By spending less of it managing, moving, and messing with money. In short, by streamlining and putting everything possible on autopilot, it's still possible to stay on top of your family finances and still find a little hammock time. You just have to know how to do it. And that's what this week's Money Podcast is all about. We're going to talk about how to streamline and automate your money so you expend as little time and effort as possible while still reaping maximum rewards. I'm your host, Stacey Johnson. My co-host is financial journalist Miranda Marquette. Hello, Miranda. Hello, Stacey. Listening in and sometimes contributing is our producer and novice investor, Aaron Freeman. Hey, Aaron. I'm lazily doing my budget. I know. I know we're going to have a bunch of that in this podcast. A little yawning, a little, little snoring. I know. I know. I expected that when I when I suggested this topic. Uh, okay, guys. Before we get started, though, our usual disclaimer: Should you hear the names of stocks or other investments on this podcast, that doesn't mean they're recommendations. You never invest based solely on our advice because it may not relate to your situation. Form your own opinions. Make your own decisions. Okay. Let's get back to the topic at hand. The topic at hand, of course is streamlining our finances so that we can spend more time oh, napping. This is your, fa it's your favorite activity. I, I am, Aaron, Aaron, can, Aaron can, uh, can testify because we spend a lot of time together uh, on our arf hours as well as, our, as well as working together. And he knows I am a napper. Am I not, Aaron? Super napper. <laughs> and he's got, this, he's got this cute little kitty that like naps right on top of it. <laughs> yes, we just got a kitten not long ago and it, it sleeps on me. So anyway, I, I, by the way, I used to apologize for this too. Because uh, my wife goes to work every day, and I work at home. So in the afternoon, sometimes I'll just, not sometimes, okay, every day. I lay, I lay down for a little bit, around this time of day, to be honest with you. Um, and uh, But my wife, and so I used to not tell her, you know, because she's working. And so uh, and, you know, as years go by, and, and finally I'm like, you know, I, I take a nap in the afternoon. She's like, must be nice. And I say, yeah. It's super nice. <laughs> it's very nice indeed. <laughs> yeah, being me is awesome. <laughs> and if you listen to this episode or listen to this podcast all the time, you will be napping soon. Oh, too. don't say I mean, that. I don't mean I don't mean because you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> I mean because of all this money management, you'll have you'll find time to nap. Let me. Correct. There you go. That's better. We we don't want people. Go. We don't want to like paint a picture of people falling asleep at the wheel while we're while they listen to our podcast. Okay. So anyway, Miranda, I I have a feeling that you're going to be super efficient. And we haven't discussed this in advance, but I bet you that you do have ways to automate your finances. Do you? Yeah, that's pretty much my whole jam <laughs> is automating my finances uh, to to pay as little attention to them as possible. I mean, you do have to check in, but yeah, so all of my bills are set up on bill pay so that they pay themselves. And for me, it's not so much about the napping. It's about the being able to go on trips and go on vacation. Uh, as you all know, uh, the past, well, as Stacy and Aaron know, uh, the past the past two months, I've pretty much been going on vacation from like one trip to the next. And so having those bills automatically pay themselves so that I don't have to worry about it. And I don't have to worry about whether I'm home to write a check or home to like, uh, make that bill pay happen. It has been it's very nice. So and, and, and uh, honestly, I assume that this is why you would be doing that too, Miranda, because I know you you camp, you travel, 
Uh, so I, I know you like to have as much free time as possible. And I, so I assumed you would be doing something like paying your bills. I mean, having paying them automatically, I should say. Yeah. And, and it's not just my bills. My charitable contributions are made automatically. Really? So yeah, my charitable contributions to the local food basket um, and to various causes that I find important uh, are also automated. So uh, so I don't have to worry about that either. I'm just now I'm just automatically contributing to causes and um, charities that matter to me. So what about you, Aaron? Do you pay your bills automatically? Um, yes, I uh, I got a wife <laughs> and and she loves accounting. I, I had a feeling you were going to say that because I know Sonia, Aaron's wife, very well also, and I know that she's an accountant. So I had a feeling she was one paying your household bills. I pay all the bills in this house. Um, but like you, Miranda, I, I do a lot of automatic bill paying. Let me ask you this, though. When your bills, like, okay, like I do the cable bill automatically and stuff, but my credit card bills I don't pay automatically because I want to see what's on them. Is Do you agree with that? I mean, so mine, I do have mine set up to pay automatically, but I have like, I have like a monthly money check-in so I can like review what's going on with everything and see where things are going and make sure uh, the non-value spending isn't creeping up. But yeah, I actually have my, um, I have all of my credit cards set for an auto pay for the minimum balance just in case. Uh, but I also set up, I schedule because I use my credit cards for my regular purchases and use my credit cards for everything. Basically every Monday I schedule, um, so that there's a payment that comes out. So I schedule out, um, as many payments as I can of like the same amount each Monday. So like every Monday, you know, like $700 is scheduled to pay on my credit card. And that, for, for first of all, makes you know it easy. It, it automatically pays my credit card down, so it keeps that uh, that you credit utilization part of my credit score. It keeps that kind of low because if you load up your credit card and then they report it, it looks higher than it is, even if you're paying off your balance each month. So yeah, I do. I actually schedule that regularly so that um, so I'm making regular payments on my credit card because I use my credit card for all of my regular expenses. For that those points, baby, I want those points. Well, it's also good to to have that set up because so, sometimes if you miss a payment, that could ding you. Yeah, your credit score and stuff like that. So, and, and that's why, and that's why I automatically have it. Like I checked the little box, you can automatically pay your minimum each month. So if something weird happens, at least the very least, the minimum is covered each month. I did not even know that was a possibility, and I've never done. I, I do not pay well. Also, though, I run most of my business expenses through credit cards, so my credit card bills are massive. So I, I, there's no way that I would just allow my bank account to be tapped and automatically pay them without me reviewing them first. But I didn't know you could you could automatically pay the minimum. But I use American Express, too, and I don't think you get, there is no minimum. You have to pay it off every month. Oh, yeah, if you have a charge card. Yep. So anyway, this is one thing we can do. We can let our bills pay themselves. That is item number one to make your life easier and extend your napping periods longer. Uh, so what what else can you do Aaron you got any ideas apparently you can uh, save a little bit by bundling a lot of services uh, maybe your internet in one provider and your cable another provider maybe sometimes you can get a better deal put them together same with insurance um, if you have a separate home insurance separate car insurance separate boat insurance sometimes you can get a better deal by bundling you often that. Can, not always yeah. but Sometimes. And you get few, and you get less mail. You know, actually, at the risk of sounding super old uh, and and out of it, you also can get your bills electronically. I mean, I I know, that you, like I said, you guys probably think, well, of course you can, but there may be somebody listening who doesn't, who still gets bills in the mail. Uh, I get all mine via email. Uh, so, and I assume that you guys do too. To save the trees, of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's just yes. I, I I even do that with receipts. Yeah, me too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anything you can do electronically, you do. I mean, I do anyway. It's just much easier for me to get my stuff in email. And also, less paper to store and easier to find stuff when you want to. And, and all, do you guys also, uh, I don't know if it's maybe a little off topic, but do you also um, digitize everything and keep it um, keep it in a file in the cloud? Yeah, most of my stuff is too. Um, and I've, I've tried to get it too so that all of my, most of my receipts come in on the email. And then I can just, especially for my business expenses, so that then I can just, I file them in a special folder in my email um, for that year for taxes. And then at the end of the year, they all just get relabeled to taxes, you know, into a big taxes 2021, for instance, folder. So I have business, charity, uh, different categories where I can just funnel my receipts that as they come in. And then at the end of the year, I just relabel them all with a new folder for taxes. Um, because, you know, I want to be able to like send send the bundled receipts to my accountant at the end of the year. So I bundle them by charity, business, whatever, whatever they need to be bundled by, send those off to my accountant. But then, you know, if I need them later for IRS purposes, um, I, I have them, you know, relabeled at the end of the year as like taxes. Uh, 20, yeah, and you store those in the cloud and not on your computer. Yes, those are stored in the cloud. Well, I, back, um, I guess I should say I back up everything to the cloud in case my yeah. house burns down or something. Yeah, yeah, and I do, and I keep I keep a Dropbox, I keep an encrypted Dropbox file for like all of my copies of my tax returns and all of the associated uh, associated documentation that goes with it. Um, it's all kept in the cloud. I, I just started I just started doing this. Um, I have this gargantuan four drawer business filing cabinet sitting in my house that I've been wanting to get rid of forever. So I urge everybody, I just, I got this little scanning app, you know, go on your phone or on your iPad, and it scans all your documents to PDF. And I set up this little lighting station on my couch. And I got tons of papers all over the place. And I'm just scanning one by one as we watch TV at night. So I just want to get rid of this stupid filing cabinet. That's a great idea. And I used to, I too had a four drawer filing cabinet, big metal thing. Um, and I was just, I'm reflecting as we talk about this, how life has changed so much. I assume for you guys too, because you're in your forties, but I'm in my sixties. And I remember when, uh, you know, all the paper, you know, all the mail you'd get and then you, and you'd put it in a file cabinet and then you'd have to look for it. You could often not find it. And life is just so much easier now that I scan everything. I have a little scanner, it costs a couple hundred bucks. I've had it for years. I'm not using my phone, but I use a scanner a lot. Uh, and, and now you can even sign documents online. Life is so much more easy and so much more automatic today than it was 10 or especially 20 years ago. It's totally different and it's totally easy. So what else can we do? How about the, 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 the one thing that's the most automatic practically is automatically saving. Um, you, we should all be putting money automatically in our savings account. I, I say that not doing it myself because I'm self-employed and sometimes I put more than I do other times. Do you guys automatically feed from... Well, and well, you're you're both self-employed too. Do you automatically contribute to savings accounts every month? Yeah, I mean, no, and not just savings account, investment accounts. I have automatic transfers set up uh, weekly for um, for my uh, travel fund. So the taxable investment account I use to cover travel costs uh, for my retirement. So my SEP, my SEP, my SEP IRA, my SEP IRA, I have automatic money going to that. Um, and then I also have automatic money going to, you know, short-term goals that can kind of be put into a savings account. So yeah, I have automatic 
automatic, all of it's set up to like automatically go toward my goals. So that way, I'm always investing toward my various long term and short term goals. And I, ha- I can do it without thinking about it, right? I, I do it in my sleep. That's, uh, well, and see, I was right, Miranda, you do have you do have everything automated. I, I have almost everything. Almost everything is automated. Yes. Okay. Let me I, ask, I, a, let me ask yeah. a reverse question. What do you think takes the most time? I mean, among uh, honest- you know, your financial chores? Yeah, honestly, um, like I said, I do like to have a monthly kind of check in with my money. And so that takes the most time I have about an hour uh, each month. And you know, I'm set up, uh, I'm set up so that I can easily reconcile my accounts online, you know, using the various, you know, budgeting tools that are that are available. So I do I take about an hour each month to sit down, go through reconcile all my accounts, review what's going on, make sure you know, there haven't been any glaring mistakes, make sure there haven't been any problems, because occasionally there are problems. And just make sure everything's on track. Um, And it takes me about an hour a month, because everything's automated. And I have a system where I just kind of go through and say, all right, let's look at let's look at the credit card. And we're going to reconcile it while we're here, right? So while I'm reconciling it, I can look at it uh, and see where the spending is going. Um, I can pull up, you know, after I've reconciled all of my accounts, um, after I've double checked my investment portfolio, which, you know, doesn't take very much time either. Uh, then I go ahead, grab the uh, budgeting software, right? Take a look at like, okay, now it pulls it up and it can automatically show which categories I'm at and say, oh my goodness, um, I'm overspending in this one category. It doesn't align with my values. Uh, time for me to tweak. Uh, so in the end, it's it, it only takes takes me about an hour each month. And that's the biggest thing, right, is is that money check in, because when everything is automated, you do need to keep checking in to make sure you're still on track and make sure there aren't problems. Oh, you know, speaking of, well, you know, before we go into that, I want to talk to you a little bit about reconciling and how much easier that is for me now than it used to be. But let me take, let's take a really quick break here and we'll come right back and we'll reconcile reconciling. Be right back. Okay, so here we are. We talk, We were talking about reconciling. It's made me think of something, Miranda. I use um, QuickBooks, um, mm-hmm. and so it, and every month now, I, I use Quick QuickBooks online. So QuickBooks now has access to my bank account, basically for my business. And it used to be, and my my checking account is quite active because I write checks to lots and lots of people, uh, Miranda and Aaron among them, uh, every <laughs> month. Um, but and so, but now it it almost reconciles itself. I mean, it used to be you take your paper statement out. Uh, and then you would check it against the entries you'd made into QuickBooks. But now it knows it already knows the stuff from my bank account, so it automatically reconciles itself. I just have to make sure they both balance. And if they don't, it's you, usually you easy like to that find online out why. version. What, what Aaron? Because you like that online version? Because my wife hates I, it. I really like it a lot, except it's stupid expensive. Uh, I can't remember how much it costs to be honest with you. But I used to. I've, I've been using QuickBooks since 1990. Uh, so 30 years I've used QuickBooks. I mean, it was it was a DOS program when I first started using it. And you would buy QuickBooks, you know, you'd buy QuickBooks 2020 for 300 bucks or 200 bucks. And then it would and I would keep it until 2040. I mean, you know, I would just keep it you know, until it broke. <laughs> and But now, yeah, you, yeah, my wife likes the download version, but yeah. she, she can't stand. Yeah, that when you're online, it, it's it's I think it's like four hundred dollars a year or maybe more. I mean, it's just stupid expensive. And it's and like I said, I, I didn't automatically renew stuff. Uh, or buy new software, but just because the date went away, you know, the date changed. I kept using it until it didn't work anymore. And now you can't do that because it's a subscription service. But can you, but you can use like, you need a budget. Would that be the same thing? Is that a little bit easier and better or? I, I don't, I, I haven't personally used you need a budget, but let's talk about that. 
Here's another thing that I used to have to do. If I wanted to create a budget and maintain it, I had to take a piece of paper. I mean, even if it was online, it's still a spreadsheet. In other words, I have to translate what I did in, re in the real world to some document so I could track it. Now you don't have to do that. And you, you use, use budgeting software, right, Miranda? Um, yeah, so I've been using personal capital, but I might be switching off of that, that they're having a hard time connecting to some of my accounts. Um, but I just use it mostly to just keep just keep an overview of what budget items I'm spending on because, you know, I, I don't actively budget, really. I just like to be able to use it as a quick tracking, uh, tr quick way to track things, I guess, is... Okay, where, fine. But but yeah. nonetheless, I mean you used to have to write this stuff down. And now right, it automatically and now you knows where you're spending money because it's it's cooked up to your bank account and all you have to do is tell it, well that this whenever I buy this, that means this is that category. Uh and it keeps track of everything for you. So that's gotta save you a bunch of time too. Yeah, it does. And I mean, and I like you, I use QuickBooks, but I actually get it through my accountant. And so, um, so I am paying a, like a, a small fee to, to my accountant, but it's, but my QuickBooks is part of that whole situation. So I get a little bit of a break on the price, which is nice. Oh, speaking of which, I, I actually, even though I'm a CPA myself, I use an accountant too, uh, because my taxes are relatively complicated. And I like to have somebody between me and the IRS if push comes to shove. Uh, but anyway, here's another, here's another way I save a bunch of time, though, is because I used to drop off stuff in my accountant's office. And then and then I should drop off a thumb drive at his office. And then and now he has access to my QuickBooks. I don't have to do anything. And I Same keep digital here. copies of all my backup, like you said. So, I, I mean, it's just tax time. I Actually, I just literally did my taxes yesterday. I filed them. Uh, he finished them and I filed them yesterday. And it's July, but nonetheless, um, it's it's so much easier now than it used to be. Every step of it, you know, from keeping track oh. of what you're doing this deductible to actually filing your tax return, which you're also doing now electronically instead of mailing in a copy, and then and then keeping a copy of it uh, digitally. Life is just way easier now. Yeah, and and that's one hundred percent here too, because once again, like as with you. My my accountant has access to the QuickBooks, has access to all the things, has access to, you know, the business stuff as well. And so he just he just takes care of it. He just grabs everything. And if there's some receipts he needs, I've got them stored in the cloud and I can just send them to him in a bundle. Uh, and that's one of the easiest things to do. Uh, taxes take forever. And that's been one of the biggest things that's uh, helped me is like free up time is just not having to deal with the taxes. Yeah. It's absolutely true. Yeah, the, the more the more we talk about this, the more grateful I am that we that we're alive in the time we are. Uh, let me let me recap here, and then we'll keep going. Okay, so so far we've talked about ways of getting things done quicker, let you, uh, do, having automatic bill pay, bundling services like cable or insurance, if it if, especially if it saves you money, so you have less things to deal with. Um, automatically investing. Uh, having automatic withdrawal just into your savings account, using automated budgeting tools. And now here, okay, so that's what we've done so far. I don't know if I remembered everything, but now here's something else. What about investing itself? Using using a broad-based mutual fund that you, with dollar cost averaging, it saves a lot of time over what I do, which is picking individual stocks. Yep. Right? <laughs> I mean, 100%, man. <laughs> like, we so, all know that's that's my jam completely. Yep, yep. One of Miranda's favorites. Yeah, well, and, and it should be everyone's favorite. Uh, you don't, do you do that, Aaron? Or, or should I say, does Sonia do that? Does she put, does she put money in a 401k or something like that every month for you guys? Or 
No, we're we're nuts. We're we're actually contemplating getting like a duplex or a triplex. So oh, okay, so you're you're, you're just putting your money. We're, into we're real moving estate. money in completely different directions. Yeah, I mean, the only reason why I was allowed to even play with a little bit of money in the stock market was she allowed me. You can have this much money to play with the market, and that's it. If you can grow it, great. Okay, well, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, to but each no his more. own. Yeah, you know, and that if you understand real estate more better than you understand um, the you know the stocks and bonds, great. And I, you know, I made I made equal money in both. I made good money in real estate and in, in the stock market. So nothing wrong with that. So you basically are just saving up, uh, and and, it, and you're not getting a deduction for a four hundred one k contribution. But at the same time, you're getting you're getting deductions for owning real estate. Yeah. So there you go. Now, what what about getting out of debt? I mean, I know it's easier said than done, but if you don't owe anybody anything, your life's a lot simpler. So that's a good thing to do. I don't know how how lazy that is <laughs> to manage, but... Well, I mean, you know, fewer things to worry about. Yeah, and, and there are some tools that you can use, right? If you have a lot of debt and it makes sense for you, like consolidating all consolidating your debt so you only have one payment to, to work, to, to worry about can work. Uh, there's an app called Tally, Tally, Tally that will help you um, manage your debt payments um, and, and kind of make it easier. So there are some tools out there that can actually help you manage manage your debt a little bit and so that's nice yeah and how about how many credit cards do you guys have i mean the fewer credit cards you have the fewer bills you need to worry about do you, yeah, do you so have I several have, i have eight i mean what? and but i don't use them all on a regular basis yeah because i mean i mean you have to realize there's a subset right of the personal finance community like i know people personally that have like 25 to 30 credit cards Wow. Um, and they have like spreadsheets and they keep track of churning this and managing that. And uh, and so, you know, I have eight. Um, two of them are business cards and then the other six are personal uh, credit cards. And uh, but, you know, and I have I have like a, a couple of the, you know, a few of them just pay bills automatically um, and to keep them open and keep that uh, credit utilization thing happening. Uh, but you know, really, I just but but as far as what I use for core things, uh, it's based on the rewards and what I'm going to get for it, right? And I'm gonna uh, can I can I butt in here? Yeah, yeah go for it. Uh, I have six in my wallet. God, you and, guys are killing me. I, I have three. And the re yeah, but the reason is is <laughs> my wife finds these deals where you get like, oh, sign up for this credit card, you get five hundred bucks. She just does this kind of stuff because she likes free money. Well, and, hey, nothing but on wrong the flip, with that. But on the but on the flip of that, it, they don't have annual uh, fees or anything like that, like that. But they also have these rewards that rotate every three months. So one card will be for gas. You know, every time you shop for gas, you get you know a, kick, a kickback. Sometimes you shop for groceries in this card, and it, and each one of them flips every three months. You get to choose a category that you want the card to uh, give you a reward in. So my tip for that for being lazy is I got a. Uh, one of those uh, those label printers. Oh, that's a good idea. And whatever is going on with that card, I will reprint the label on that card. So whenever I go to them, go, oh, let's see, oh, this one's for gas. Boop, done. That's smart. Yes, you know. Now here's here's me. Twenty years ago, even ten years ago, I was doing the same thing you guys are talking about. If, if somebody sent me, a, you know, hundred thousand points to sign up, spend three thousand dollars in the first three months, kind of a thing. I did that over and over. And yet, but you know what? You know what I do now? Because I run a lot of, like I said, a lot of my expenses, my business expenses, almost all of them, except for, you know, paying people. But all, all, every other expense I have, I put through American Express. And so as I sit here, I've got, I've got three American Express cards. That's all the credit cards I have. 
um, and two of them have over a million points because I'm I'm racking up because my business goes through. We spend a lot of money, you know. So I'm going to we're I'm putting forty thousand dollars on my card every month, and and so uh, and I you know since I work a lot and don't vacation that much, I've got a million points. I don't need any more points. I'm t- as a matter of fact, I've got uh, free night awards. Like every year, you have the card, you get a free night at a hotel, uh, Marriott. Mm-hmm. I've got six of them right now, but they're only good for the the minimum room. We usually upgrade to a suite, my wife and I, when when we go out and we stay away from home. So here's my point. If you guys need a free room and a Marriott, I have five that are going to expire. I will give them to you. Oh, yeah. Send them my way. because I I I, really will. Yeah, send them. Totally send them my way because uh, I do love me that whole – I usually stay at Marriott. So if you want to send me those free nights. Uh, Yeah, I will. I really will. We'll we'll talk after the show's over and I'll I'll get them to you because you see my point though. I used to do that too, try to get points and now it's just like I I can't get rid of them. I almost feel like now I'm going to get one of these credit cards with 2% cash back because I'm just not using the points that I'm accumulating. Which is yeah. an enviable place to be. But anyway, the bottom line of all this was my life's simpler than yours because I only have three cards. Of course, that's probably yeah. not the only reason my life's simpler than yours. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think, and I think that's a really good point though, too, that like, you know, really it's about figuring out what's going to work for you. And I will probably over the next couple of years start consolidating into, you know, different credit cards that make sense for me. You know, obviously for my business expenses, I'm, I'm probably going to pick one of those two credit cards that I have right now. And, um, you know, I, I have a credit card I've got my eye on for personal stuff uh, that I will likely try and get in the next year or two and, uh, slowly kind of work on, um, work on sunsetting some of those credit cards because I am not, I am not one of those people, uh, like some of my friends who, who like love the whole, you know, credit card rewards churning thing. Like I, I get some of my, I get my rewards. I get to use my points. I get to do the thing. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I don't have it to, you know, I, it's, it's a whole, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I don't have, I don't want to spend the time and energy it takes to really completely, you know, get that crazy that 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 yeah, uh, yeah. detailed about it yeah i i never had the patience that either although some people travel around the world on points in first class i mean you know if you know what you're doing you can really do some stuff okay but you yep. know what though you guys it's getting late it's my fault i i went off into into credit card land for so long but i really want to get to a question before we quit do you have any other things you can spray out about making your life easier or making make it faster to manage your money I mean, honestly, I think a lot of it just comes down to once again, like figuring out your lifestyle, figuring out what's going to work best for you, and then looking for tools that are going to help you implement that. You know, uh, by from- the way, Miranda, I thought you were going to say subscribe and save. I thought you were going to say that is one of your ideas because you've mentioned that before. Um, yeah, and I have you subscribe and save, which is nice with Amazon for basics like toilet paper, paper towels, um, some of my personal hygiene products. Uh, that's very helpful because you save a little bit of money. The thing that I like about it is I don't have to go to the store. And so uh, the stuff just arrives on my doorstep regularly. Yeah, and that also saves time, time you could be using for napping. Indeed. Okay, so anything else, Aaron, real quick? Uh, I can't think of anything right now. Okay, let's see if we can answer this this question uh, real quick before we have to go. Um, Here's our question. We can all three try to give the answer. The question comes to us from Tracy, and it's very short. I wonder if using PayPal is safe. How can I find out? 
Yeah. So um, I actually have been using PayPal for more than a decade. Uh, they use the uh, encryption best standards. They use bank level security. Um, so from that standpoint, your data is probably safe. The thing that concerns me about PayPal is your PayPal, your PayPal balance is not FDIC insured. So it's not a bank. So trying to use it as um, a main transaction account is not necessarily a great idea. You don't want to keep a ton of money there. I usually keep uh, two to three hundred dollars in my PayPal account just to make it easy to send and receive money or, um, you know, but mostly I use PayPal as like a pass through. Um, and usually for my business or friends who, I mean, Venmo, I, who don't have Venmo, Venmo is actually owned by PayPal now. So if you're using Venmo, you're using PayPal. Um, but they do use bank level encryption. They are secure in that way. Uh, but it is not FDIC insured. So you want to be careful about keeping large amounts of money. Uh, in your account, yeah, they are. I think they're 128 bit end to end encryption when you when you send things through. So it's so it's it's pretty uh, pretty secure. I mean, it can be crackable. But yeah, they've been around for 22 years, I think. So they wouldn't be here uh, if they weren't secure. How biggest thing that nails you? Okay, is is actually the end user. Um, there's massive massive phishing emails out there for PayPal accounts and stuff like that. If you're you know you you you're in your email and it says, hey, you know check this out about your PayPal account and you click the link in your, through your email, it's probably not from PayPal. Yeah, just be really um, super careful. That's you, a good you gotta thought, be due right? diligent. If this is anything to do with your bank, never click any link through your email, anything to do with your money. Always go to the source and always log in. Yeah, so, yes. so, so, use... so PayPal itself may be safe, but beware of operator error. Exactly. Yeah, so that's, that's really good thought. But PayPal is, uh, they have purchase protection. Think about PayPal not as you would a bank account, it's really a clearinghouse. You're buying something, and they're getting the money through PayPal while you get the while you get whatever it is you bought, the merchandise. And so they're they're really kind of a clearing company more than they are a bank. Uh, so that's really what they're used for. And, and you know, for example, they have a um, purchase guarantee, purchase protection, uh, so that if you buy something and it comes and it's not what you ordered, uh, or it doesn't come at all, then PayPal will refund your purchase price. I, by the way, that reminds me of one thing, and then I'll stop. Um, I read something the other day, I don't know if it's true, uh, that they do have this purchase protection, and that means that they'll re reimburse everything, including shipping costs, if a product that you purchase uh, is, it's, it, well, they, what they say is significantly different from its description, or it doesn't show up at all. But beware, if you order something from China, they will reimburse you. Let, let's say you, you order, you know, a, a, a dress and you get a glove, you know, you, you'll, you'll, you'll get your money back, and you'll get the shipping you paid to the Chinese company back. But the problem is you have to return the item. And that means you have to pay for shipping it to China. So so be aware of that. I, I read that the other day and again, not saying it's true, but I read it and, I, and it sounded true to me. So be careful of that. But anyway, bottom line, PayPal safe. I've been using it for 10 or 12 years myself. I have no problems with it whatsoever. But as Miranda said, it is not a bank account. It is not FDI insured. So with that, there's your answer, Tracy. All right then. We made it in our half an hour. Well, a little bit over, but not much. We are out of time, guys, but we're never out of topics. Dig deeper. You're going to find links to lots more info in our show notes. And remember, if your goal is to save, to spend less, to make more, and retire rich, your online home is moneytalksnews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That is Miranda Marquit, M-A-R-Q-U-I-T.com. Got a question, comment, or topic you'd like to suggest? Tell us about it. Email us at hello at moneytalksnews.com. That's hello at moneytalksnews.com. And one last thing, if you appreciate what we do, 
do something for us. Subscribe to this podcast. Takes you two seconds. Really helps us, though. So if you like us, show us and subscribe. I'm Stacey Johnson. And I'm Miranda Marquette. <laughs> what, what? Oh, I was budgeting. Hold on. I'm Aaron Kramer. Aaron the Napper. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We're going to see you right here next time.